You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app. Here's your host, Big Woo. Yo, what's up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off Topic Sports with Big Woo Radio. I'm your boy, Big Woo, and we got a great show lined up for you today. If you want to get in, 704-489-3316 to 704-489-3316. Thanks, everybody, listening live at BigWooRadio.com. All my folks that download the Big Woo Radio app in your Google Play Store and all the people that search us out on the podcast app, on their iPhone, we appreciate that. Please continue to support and follow us on all of our social media pages at Big Woo Radio on Earthang. All right, first, we want to shout out these sponsors and supporters and get into the show. And I'm gonna tell you what I got on my mind today. So, uh, shouts out to Woodforce National Bank. Go to woodforce.com, Men's Warehouse of Rock Hill, South Carolina, Gastonia, North Carolina, 24K Rides of Rock Hill, TCB 5400 Club at 5400 Nevin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. They are open. They wanted me to inform you that they are open and they are doing curbside and orders. So, TCB 5400 Club in Charlotte is open. Warren Publishing, go to warrenpublishing.net, Clover Parks and Recreations, Winthrop University, Clinton College, Porter Decals, the Hydrocephalus Association of America, please go to no more brain surgeries.org. Primetime Players Basketball Connected Group, uh, New Soul Music, Black Toby Society, Spring Hill Credit, Gray Sheep Digital.com, Below the Deck, Enterprise Management, SMG, Hats Off to You Couture, and All About Us Radio. Let me bring my man uh, Adonis, Donnie Martin in the building. What's going on with your player? I'm my fault. My fault. I got to turn your mic on down in my bed. <laughs> oh, what'd you say, Donnie? Nothing much? Just chilling? Nothing much. Just kicking back, cooling on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Absolutely. It is a beautiful Sunday afternoon. I think we got our partner, uh, Pastor Jerry Fight, is on the line hanging out with us. What's going on, Pastor Fight? What's going on there, sir? How's it going? Oh, good day. Good, 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 good. Man, I, I'm telling y'all, I mean, I'm not going stir crazy without sports right now. Uh, like, I probably should be. But I've been checking out The Last Dance, and it's just been keeping me, it, it's been taking care of my Sundays for me. I've been at this, but, you know, we look for Sunday night football. Uh, I've, I've had the opportunity where I don't work on Sundays now during my bank is closed, uh, where I work at on Sunday now. We normally open on Sunday, and I normally work every Sunday. But uh, I have to say, I've been enjoying the grandkids and the kids and the wife and stuff on Sundays. That I'm I'm not looking forward to going back on to work on Sunday now. I'm just put that out there. But uh, I'm not going stir crazy like I thought I might. You know, without uh, you know sports, the NBA and things like that. Of course, this is not a time for football right now, so not really expecting that. But the last dance is really keeping me um, keeping me um, busy, I, I guess, as, as well as other things. But um, I, I've been thinking, and I, I you know, they, all this talk about how is um, the pro sports is going to come, how is pro sports going to come back? What is it going to be like? Uh, are we going to have fans in the stands? Are they going to have to stay six feet apart? Is like every three, are, are fans going to just be in every three or four seats in the stadium? And that would just look ridiculous to me. But um, I think I have the solution. I want to run it by you guys. 
And uh, anybody else that want to chime in, of course, 704-489-3316 is how you do so. But I've come up with the idea, after, especially after watching the draft um, and seeing Roger Goodell there and, and uh, behind him on the screen was uh, a bunch of fans and they were making noise and they were cheering. You can see their reactions to, to, to different things. And I'm, so I'm thinking in each stadium, you know, especially this could definitely work out in Dallas uh, with their big screen. And a lot of stadiums that they're building now is going to have these screens just all over, uh, all over the stadium, just so so big. And and I think that that is perfect timing for my idea, because just like when they done the draft and Roger Goodell had all the fans behind them, why not put those fans have the option of of um, now, if you if they can get a ticket to go to the game and they can do social distancing, uh, that's fine. But why not now, from now on, have those fans plastered all over those screens during the game? So you'll be able to video yourself or, or like they zoom in now or however they done it uh, at, at the draft and they was able to get the fans on the, on the screen behind Roger Goodell. Um, you could do that throughout, have that throughout the stadium, and then you could pump that that noise of people cheering at home throughout the sound system in, in the stadium, and that would, you know, the, the the players would, I'm sure that would, you know, have give them that same feel of having, maybe not the same feel, but they will be, they would have that feeling of performing for somebody with with somebody being there. It's just, it, it'll be impossible to not have stands I mean not impossible but uh it would be hard for players I would think to be able to get you know that satisfaction of having sta- people in the stands because you know how they like to prance around and and showboat and show off and stuff like that you know after a sack or whatever and just the roar of the crowd I think you can get that with with people being able to video in to the stadium from home now and maybe even because I know how, you know, owners are like, well, what about the money? We can't just be having free, you know, the, you know, no people in the stands and not making any money because that's how they make their money. They need people in the stands. So maybe there's for each team you can subscribe. Um, uh, there's a subscription, a monthly subscription or something for for the season that you can subscribe in or, or do some kind of way like that. And then you can even have certain fans, if they pay more, they can get more uh, visibility on TV. You know, you can show this this uh, little party that might be going on that's, that's zoomed in from wherever they are and, and these fans, and, and maybe you can do something like that. So that's my idea, and I wanted to get that out there today because I ain't going to take up too much of y'all's time today. But um, I wanted to get that idea out there in the ether so if something like that does happen, y'all can be like, dang, that boy Big Woo, he's smart. He had this, he synced this a long time ago, and I have it, have proof of it here on the radio. <laughs> so, Donnie, Donnie, let me start with you, man. Uh, what, what, what do you think about that? Would that be something that would interest you or something that you would uh, even subscribe for? I mean, uh, if you can't actually go to the game, what would be better than being able to video in and, and being a part of it uh, there and know that the, 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 the players may even see you uh, uh, and your, your fandom and going crazy for your team? 
Man, you were so excited about that idea that it's very small heart to have to be the one to tell you that um, I am all the way against that, and I see it as Mission Impossible. Uh, starting with the fact that different TV networks and stations run on different delays. Like, DirecTV may not run at the same, you know, it may be a, only a five to ten second difference, but... Direct TV is not putting out the same signal at the same time as Spectrum. So, but my point being, by the time you get to celebrate that play, get the image sent to the satellite of you celebrated and sent back, they're going to be on two plays later in real life. And nor would you actually, even if you put every call wired in through the cell system, it still wouldn't be like a, I don't think you could replicate that cheering sensation of an actual crowd being there reacting to the plays on site. So, I would actually rather, even though it seems stupid, and I agree it is stupid, but I would rather have it every five seats of fan than it, than I would that mm. idea of yours. So I hate to be the one to tell you that, well, but um, you're not going to be able to replicate that 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 feeling. I get it. I get it. I understand it. It was just an idea I threw out there, and I thought it was a, a great win. I still think it's a great win. As far as that goes, delay, of course, those fans would have to be on a different network. You know, they, they would have to be on the same vibe. I, I understand that, you know, d- different channels are on different delays. Now, if you're just watching from, from your home, then it doesn't matter. But but to actually be able to zoom in, and, and like I said, you'd have to subscribe to this, and it may be something that the NFL would do. And, of course, somebody with a brain much smarter than mine would have to come up with, you know, the logistics and how to make it work. But I mean, the idea itself, I think is a good idea, not only for, not only for the players, but the fan experience as well for people that can't be at the game or too scared to go to the game, or scared of catching the coronavirus, or you might be too, you know what I'm saying? You might have underlining issues or uh, health issues and you, and you don't want to take that risk and go out there, but you still want to support your team. I think it would be a good way to say, yeah, I'm here, I'm in the building, I'm supporting you guys, and, you know, subscribe to each uh, particular network. They may have to come up with a whole separate network where those fans are just watching it from that particular channel. You know what I'm saying? So so everybody would be on that same channel or that same uh, network that's, that's giving you the on-time, no-delay you know what I mean? So they would have to come up with something about that. But if if they were to get around that past the fight, if they was to get around those obstacles of... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Donnie. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, let me say this real quick. You're also not taking into the fact that the that the, 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 the big screens are for the benefits of the fans in the stadiums. Like, even after a big catch, a player's not going to – not all the players on, on the field ain't going to take the time, look up at the screen, to, uh, hear and see the play, fans applauding for them. You know, they're not, they're not going to be able to interact with the fans in that type of way because they got to get back to the huddle to get on to the next play. You know what I mean? Like, that, that screen is out of the way for them to take a look at that. Yeah, maybe the ones that are up behind the end zone or, or, or whatnot, but those overhead screws, we ain't got to, the players don't have time for that. Maybe catch a replay of a good play that you did, but to be checking it out for your fans, I don't, I don't think that they would do that. Well, I don't know, I, though. Well, well they're not checking out. They wouldn't necessarily be checking out for the fans. They would be more checking, uh, or not even checking, really. It's just more that they know that their fans there watching and inter- and interacting either, you know, with each other or what have you. Because even the players with the people in the stadium, 
they don't really take much time to interact with the fans. They'll do a little dance or do a first down point or whatever, but they ain't really interacting with the fans in the stadium like that anyway. But, but uh, I, I I get what you're saying. Um, and and then you know they, as far as the replay screens, they could be on another different a different screen or something. But I just say add another addition, add another. Uh, a screen or big screen that you can get fans on and then have a different screen for a replay to show replays or whatever. Or you can show it on the, on the same screen, just move the fans off to show the replay and then bring the fans back. Um, but past the fight, what do you, what do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, on my idea for the, the uh, pro f- pro football, baseball, basketball, bringing back uh, 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 pro sports safely? Uh, I must agree with Danny. Um, that, that's that's not going to happen, sir. Uh, <laughs> most most of these major league, most of the major league uh, sports divisions have their own network already. NFL has NFL network. Mm-hmm. NBA has their own network. And MLB has their own network. I don't know if soccer does. I'm not a major soccer follower, but uh, most of these most of these major league already have their own network. So it's simple that most people that are already subscribed to their network, you can just go through that network if you want and could do it. It's possible, but will they do it? No, because owners most likely, even if you found a way to do everything that you said to make it happen, owners still lose money. Uh, At the end of the day, owners lose money on parking. They lose money on seat ticket sales. They lose money. And now the, the major league division has to share revenue in the streaming device in order. So everybody lose money. And yeah. we're on. They, these players are only on the court to make money. At sure. the end of the day, so the way to do it, in my opinion, is to get smaller arenas because you can still get the same vibe and the same feel, but do it in smaller arenas. Every state that has a professional team has a smaller arena somewhere in that in that vicinity. I mean, even in Charlotte, they got Bojangles Arena. Is it is it the same accoutrements you get at Spectrum? No, probably not. But the beautiful thing of it is you got a more intimate space and players, even if you did do the physical distancing, players still get the feel of a packed stadium, even with social distancing, because it's not as many seats to fill. Now, those seats probably are going to go first to ticket the season ticket holders in the regular stadium, and you're not going to have as many people in there, but those seat prices will probably be higher because – of it now football is a little more difficult because yeah. now you're thinking of high school or college arenas in comparison to um in comparison to their 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 major division i mean can you imagine the shout the, the panthers instead of playing at bank of america stadium they're now playing at unc charlotte you know that's a totally different feel of a game but everybody wins in that scenario too ticket prices mm. are probably higher Owners make money. Everybody wins. The college would want it to happen because now you bring a notoriety and a visibility to the campus that they're looking for, just like cities. When you take those blimp shots of the city of downtown, you want to show your best parts of the city on these major networks and major major television stations. And so I think you can do it. You just got to do it on a smaller scale, even practice physical distance, but the ticket prices will probably be double or even triple in some people's case. Now I'm gonna get JT in here. I'm gonna welcome my man JT into the building, uh, but I'm gonna have to shoot both of those down too. Uh, past the fight, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to shoot that down too because I mean, why take the chance and and, and have a smaller venue, practice social distancing, lose money, 
Instead of just taking a chance on getting a virus or whatever the case may be, why don't you just uh, leave it in your same stadium and just take the chance and let people come in and decide if they want to just take the chance on getting the coronavirus themselves? But I think what's going to happen um, in the long run overall, probably neither one of our ideas, I still think my idea will work even in a normal society. I think you can still have something like that, and I think they eventually will do something with interacting with the fans, the live game. I think that's still going to happen. But um, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have people, uh, uh, teams electing to uh, take people's temperature uh, as they come into the game. They're going to develop, maybe develop some kind of thing where you walk through and it, and it gives you your temperature like a like a, a, a metal detector or something. I think they would probably be more likely to do something like that and have a packed stadium so they don't lose any money at all other than buying this de- – paying for this device to to get people checked out uh i think that might be the way it go uh but jt well i i agree, go ahead, with, go ahead, you. I agree go with you i i agree with you in that sense but when you begin to think about alternative and other options as you said in the beginning my my whole thing is they're already doing what you suggested um especially on major games when duke carolina plays on ESPN one, ESPN two, ESPN three, uh, you got interactive fan uh, experiences going on already during mm-hmm. some of your more major games, mm-hmm. uh, your more highly televised games, um, your your rivalry games in the NFL. You have multiple networks bringing a different experience, sure. and so yes, they can do what you're doing, but that more so benefits the network. It doesn't benefit the league. The league doesn't make any more money off of that. And when you begin to think about these revenue streams, and this is why most sports divisions from baseball to football, even to basketball, it's not so effective football right now, but even basketball have laid off or have suspended the pay. And some players have even said, well, I'll pay for this month for the employees of the team to still mm-hmm. get paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there have been sacrifices that have been made and leagues have had a major hit financially. So in order to make that money back or to make the necessary money to carry on the organization at the same level, I mean, you're talking about most of these organizations. I mean, if you look on my basketball, every team that travels with the team probably employs another 50 people mm. to, to deal with, with, with conditioning, athletics, mm. equipment. I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at doctors and, and team managers and different things people that are in charge of different things that the players don't even have to worry about uh, when they walk into an arena. And now you're cutting that staff in half or getting rid of it completely and coaches taking on more responsibility. I mean, mm-hmm. finances is big with these major league sports. And well, who, who who better to get the financing from than the networks? Because the networks, they got money. This is not, the COVID-19 is not affecting networks. They still running shows. They still running commercials. They still getting money. So with them they doing that. A collective bargaining agreement. So why, what, what benefits the network to renegotiate during COVID? Well, I think that I think the uh, the pro sports has has the upper hand here. If people want to see it, if people want to interact, then they're going to have to give it to them. And so I think the the, the NFL, the NBA, and the Major League Baseball, and whatever else has the upper hand here, saying, "Look, if you want to broadcast, it's going to cost you more money because we got to do things differently. We got we got to do we got to pay out more stuff." So. You're going to have to give us more money. And they ain't have no other choices. Well, I see it. The networks, they, they just got to do it uh, because it's big. But the network, uh, 
Good. This network in this area, the network has proven they don't need sports to still run sports. That's true. To make money. So, yeah, also, I mean, contract violation. The NFL, like 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 uh, Pastor alluded to, it's already they already have a deal. So you can't come back and charge me more for the product that we agreed to already, no matter the, the new current circumstances. Mm. Now I have the option of being a nice guy and and letting you do that, but no, if I, you under contract to um for this and that, you know I don't have to. You you owe me your product, and if anything, if you don't deliver your product to my network, I should sue you for even though it's COVID nineteen. I would say there's a clause in there somewhere. I would say that these owners ain't that dumb. Ain't dumb. There's some kind of clause in there. Nobody, I doubt it, because nobody anticipated that stadiums would be shut down due to a global pandemic. So I very, the next one will have it in that language, but I very seriously doubt they thought ahead to the fact that we're not going to have sports during this year uh, because I guarantee they got it for earthquakes, for natural disasters, for all of this, but I guarantee they didn't think about it for this. So um, long story well, I short, you know, there's no incentive for the network to um to, to renegotiate with the NFL and, and the NFL can't charge them more money yeah. for the product yeah. that they already owe. All right, let me bring let me bring my man James J T Thompson up to speed on what's going on here. J T, what's going on, man? What's up, man? How y'all fellas doing? Doing good, man. I don't know if you could tell what we were talking about just from uh, what we was just discussing, but uh, I I came up with the idea, and if it does happen, uh, it just I just want everybody to know that it was my idea, and I probably need to get paid a nice little. Sum. <laughs> Donnie says definitely my idea. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> so JT and I, I'm, JT, I may I may have mentioned this to you before when we when we talked about sports, but. Um, just in in pro arenas, professional arenas, professional sports, whatever the the sport, but to get the the uh, to keep people safely entertained uh, uh, on their their favorite team or whatever, you have people uh, that are on a big screen. You remember the draft when Roger Goodell had all the people behind him on the screen, and they were able to to video themselves while they were watching the draft and and react to the picks and, and things like that. And, and and so what what my idea is while people are at home watching these games, they video themselves while while they're watching the game and able to interact and they funnel that that cheering from all of those fans that have videoed in uh and they can funnel that through the system, the sound system in the in the arena, and it can make the noise of people cheering and and things like that. And I thought that would be a great way and you can even still have the, you know, fans on the inside of the stadium doing social distancing. I know uh, Pastor Fight said that they probably should just move it to a, a, a smaller arena, which is which is fine. So they still have that, you know, interaction with the fans, but fans will be safely distanced. And um, But you can still have my idea as well. I think me and Pastor Fight's idea would work very well together. Uh, but but um, I want to get your thoughts, JT, on what would that – would, would that be something that you would participate in? Like if the Cowboys, if you were able to video your, your yourself watching yourself or your friends or some family or a small group of people, mind you, uh, but uh, a, a video in yourself, intera- uh, watching the game and interacting with the game going on live. And, and Donnie's, Donnie's shot me down saying that, you know, different networks would have you or on a delay on certain delays. So it would be, but I said, I countered that by coming, 
coming back and saying that you would definitely have to be on all these people that subscribe to this, whatever it is. Uh, let's just say Big Woo Radio Network. They would have to just subscribe to Big Woo Radio Network, and we're all on the same feed and watching the the, the, the game on time. We're broadcasting the game the same time that these people are, are interacting or, or um, they're, they're seeing it, everybody's seeing it at the same time and able to react. So, just go ahead, JT, and let Pastor Fight and Donnie know that this is a brilliant idea of mine. <laughs> go ahead, JT. <laughs> well, I think the I think the let draft kind of introduced us to some of what the new normal is going to be like. And I also will say this: NFL Red Zone, NFL Network, um, and all the networks benefit from this because when you think about when we first come out of the gate. You know, we may be able to have some fans, but it will be nowhere near what it will be on down the road. And so I say everybody benefits, you know what I'm saying, in TV land because there's more people that's going to be tuned in and be watching until we can get back to mm-hmm. some kind of normal. And, yes, I would participate in something like that because that's uh, I think that gives the fans another way to, you know, to be interactive mm-hmm. as far as the games and your favorite team and, 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 and things of that nature. And it also, it also keeps the momentum going until we can get back to what we know has stand participation in sports. Mm. If you look at what NASCAR done today and how they're easing their way back into, you know, into it, or UFC um, doing, um, what was it, three events in 13 days, you know what I'm saying, in Florida. Mm. Kind of like they're benefiting wholeheartedly off of pay-per-views and, and, and their networks are winning because people are forced to, they can't see it live. So the only way you can see it is through pay-per-view or something of that nature. And I think that's going to, you know, what's going to come to the forefront. So the networks and stuff, man, you ain't got to renegotiate nothing because everybody is going to get their money. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the very beginning of this, as we come back into um, sports as we know it and things have kind of been moved around. So I don't think there's any movement on it, and I agree with what David Tepper said. He can see some fans in moderation coming back into um, the stadiums with social distancing, with your temperature check when you come in, and being safely able to um, witness sports as we come back into, um, you know, everything after the pandemic. So, you know, I think we're going to – all of those things are going to be on the table as we get back into sports. Um, you know, and it's just another way as a fan to be able to interact um, with that. I can already see. See, uh, David Tepper is already on the move because he's booked the first high school game ever to be done, be played at Bank of America September mm. 5th. So, wow. um, you know, people are trying to, you know, ease their way in so that when we get to stuff like this, we can safely be able to let people come back in and view sports as they know it. Right. Uh, I really think it's going to be a long time before we have you know, the stadiums that we've seen, especially in college. I mean, if you think about college stadiums, we talk about 100,000-seat stadiums. Uh, I, I really don't see that happening anytime soon. So there has to be another way outside of, you know – yeah, you can have you can have smaller stadiums. I pass fight. I agree with I agree with that. But ultimately, and and the the price tag that that's going to carry with it. I mean, because you want fans not only watching the game, but 
but interacting and being, you know, able to um, have the experience like they're there and the players know they're there. You know, it's just one thing to watch it on TV. But if you if you're used to going to games, if you got if you're a season ticket holder and you're used to going to games and say now you can't go or you scared to go. or I mean, because even if you say, yeah, we're going to we're going to go in a, to a high school stadium, and play a college football game. um People going to be scared because it's going to be hard to social distance. I can't, it's hard to social distance when you go to the Home Depot. Now you're going to, you're talking about the concession stand. You talk about the bathroom. I mean, it's just, the lines would be still, you know, just ridiculous. Um, and, and so there's going to be people that's going to be afraid to even go out and be, you know, interacting until there's some kind of cure, of course, uh, that, that will be the only thing that can really get us back to normal. If there's actually a cure is like, Hey, you got, you caught COVID. Hey, take this pill or drink this or, you know, whatever. And it, and it fixes it. That's, that's the only way I see it getting back to normal. Um, a, a thousand, a hundred thousand people in the stadium. Now, it's going to have to be something that you can just go, oh, I'll just run down to the CVS or the Walgreens and, and grab this stuff to, to cure this uh, COVID-19 or the coronavirus or whatever. But I, who knows when that's going to happen? Um, but in the meantime, in the between time, I think there's got to be something. Even you said, um, Pastor Fight, you said that, you know, networks are doing things on big games that let the fans interact. So I think this is just going to be another step uh, in the process, and I really believe it's going to take somebody. Uh, well, the technology I'm pretty sure is already there. It's just a matter of doing it, trying it, and and making it work. So, um, I think it's a great idea. Not to say that uh, you know, Donnie, but but when you have something new like this, and it changes the way you view sports, and changes the way you interact with sports, and do it's of course it's going to be, you know, people gonna have their reservations and. And shoot it down like Donnie tried to shoot mine down, but <laughs> I think JT brought it back for me. JT brought it back for me. <laughs> <All right. laughs> JT actually dribbled around the edges. JT actually had his own separate idea. I didn't. I didn't quite hear a confirmation of yours, <laughs> but but I give you that. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. But um, anyway, seven zero four four eight nine three three one six. Give give us your. If y'all got some ideas, I, I I'll be willing to to, to hear what you got. Seven zero four four eight nine three three one six. We're gonna take a quick break, and on the other side of the break, we got JT's over under. We're gonna talk more uh, sports, uh, whether it's basketball, football, the Last Dance. I don't, I don't know if, how many people uh, watching the Last Dance, but I do want to uh, kick that around a little bit and talk about some things that that, uh, that, that Dennis Rodman boy. Uh, I'll tell you the truth, <laughs> he's something special. But uh, we, we'll keep it locked right here, man. Um, uh, so off topic sports, Big Wheel Radio. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, hey. Newmont Olivet AME Zion Church, located at 527 Dave Lab Boulevard in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Presiding pastor is Dr. Carlton Brown. 9 a.m. Sunday school with morning worship service starting at 10.05 a.m. Eastern. Thank you, and please join us soon. Hey. 
Hey y'all, I'm Nima Shining Star of Nima Girl Productions And every single Friday you can catch me at 6pm Eastern Standard Time Hanging out with JT and Big Woo We are Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio Where every Friday we let it flow with Flowetic Fridays And we also hit you with some black in effect Because black history is every day, all day And if you didn't know, now you know and for all things Nima Girl Productions, go to my social media pages on the Nima Shiny Star L. You can get information on the upcoming book, Peace Queen, Can You Hear Me? And check out the book, Peace King, Can You Hear Me? That came straight out of the holiday, Love Thy Brother Day, which is June 8th, and that is coming up. So, for all things Nima Girl Productions, check out social media, Nima Shiny Star L. And if you're not checking out Big Woo and the crew on Sundays at 6 p.m. on Off Topics, you better be checking out my Facebook Live with Thoughts Provoked. That's right, Thoughts Provoked. Every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where every topic is a hot topic. So, there you have it. I'm Nima Shining Star L for Nima Girl Productions, hanging out with Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio. You know how we do. Hey, y'all. Yo, what's up, family? This is Corey Big Woo Woods from Big Woo Radio. Here to talk to you about Gray Sheep Digital. That's right, Gray Sheep Digital. G-R-E-Y. SheepDigital.com. Great Sheep Digital is a digital marketing agency that helps your business attract attention in a very noisy world. They specialize in website optimization, social media growth, marketing videos, and brand awareness. So if your business is having problems with the website, the way it looks, sometimes we don't get that professional look like we want, or if you're having trouble being seen on social media, give my man Marcus Woodard, the owner and digital strategist, a call at 704-626. 1599. Again, that number is 704-626-1599. You can also hit them up on Facebook and Instagram at Gray Sheep Digital. That's G-R-E-Y Sheep Digital. You'll be glad you did. And make sure you tell them Big Woo sent you to get the friends and family discount. Listen to Big Woo Radio. I want y'all to listen to Big This is Big Woo Radio, a station for the people, by the people, serving Rock Hill, South Carolina and surrounding areas, Charlotte, North Carolina and surrounding areas, serving worldwide at BigWooRadio.com. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we do thank you, appreciate you so much for listening live at BigWooRadio.com and download the Big Woo Radio app and Google Play Store and all the folks that search us out on their podcast app on their iPhone. We appreciate that. Uh, keep in mind, follow us and support us at Big Woo Radio, at Big Woo Radio on everything. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, everywhere. Uh, so, we got me, Big Woo. You got Donna's Donnie Martin, JT, Pastor Fight. We're in the building. Uh, Adonis and uh, Pastor Fight didn't really care too much about my idea. Um, but I think I think it's brilliant, and they they gonna think it's brilliant after a while. After after they see it, after they see it get done, I'm not gonna be the one that do it. 
It's going to have to be somebody way smarter than me that get it done. But I think it would be good for the fans, um, especially the ones that, you know, are afraid or don't want to be out where there's a lot of people. Um, cause I really don't know how you gonna, you know, when people buy tickets, I really don't know how you're going to keep people from not coming. You're just going to, I guess you're going to only have to sell so many tickets and, um, that, that'll be it. I, I just, I just really think that would suck to, um, you know, go to, I, I wouldn't, I, I definitely wouldn't go to a game. I wouldn't, I just wouldn't. Um, but I would definitely video myself or record myself or. Yeah, bit uh, live video interaction with my few people that I might have watching the game, um, and knowing that you know the players on the field know that fans are there. They may not be able to see me in particular, but at some point they may view the screen and see who's going wild. And and and, and Donnie, if anything, you could have said it would probably be a distraction. <laughs> you probably see some craziness. But I mean the craziness that they see on the field. If they if they ain't distracted by people out there with no shirt on and and and, and, and twenty below degree weather, then you know nothing's gonna distract them. One of my major concerns is that um you're gonna end up as a crying Jordan meme because you know your Cowboys are gonna disappoint you. You're gonna be on live stream with your boys, and then all y'all gonna be in the background crying, and we gonna screenshot that, make a meme out of you, and you know you gonna live to regret that in the future just because of who your boys are. So I don't know if you want to participate in that. Not this year. Not this year, Donnie. Not this year. Not this year. We go. We taking it all the way this year. Okay. <laughs> But um, and I think you know with, with that idea, I think it would work better in certain arenas and certain circumstances with certain sports. So it might not work all the way across the board, but it'd be cool if they came up with something uh, for for that. But anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, the last dance. I'm gonna just touch on this for a minute. But the last dance uh, with Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, has has really been you know has grasped my attention like nothing else on ESPN. Um, because you, number one, you get a, you get another look at Jordan. And if you forgot how great he was, the last dance is really bringing it full circle in perspective to where you will never forget again. Um, this dude is, was so passionate about winning. I was watching, uh, the episode, I can't, I can't forget which, ep- what, there was a segment, and he was talking about how, and, and by the way, I've never heard Michael Jordan drop so many F-bombs in my life. <laughs> but, <laughs> he, he cuts up a storm on this show. Uh, but uh, I've never, I've never seen an athlete with as much passion for competition and the game of basketball. This dude was choked up in tears. Even more so. Now he got choked up one time when he's talking about his father and, and stuff like that, which is of course, because that was like his best friend. That was his boy. His dad was his boy. And but to hear him talk about how much he did, wanted to win and the way he played the game cuz he was like, "Look, I I play the game this way. This is how I play, and if you don't, so be it. 
but he actually got choked up about how much <laughs> how much he loved playing basketball and how much he um liked playing the way he played the, the his passion for winning uh his desire to win and the way he went about his business to win was just uh, i i had no idea it was like wow now I'm a competitive kind of dude, you know. I, I'm not gonna say I'm nowhere near competitive as uh, Michael Jordan, but he wanted to win. And there was a scene that he showed. There was a there was a a, a scene that they showed when he had got hurt after uh, his second year in the league. He got hurt after his rookie season. He got hurt and he was on the sidelines. And I guess he made a bet with a kid, a kid on the sideline that he can make a shot from where he was sitting on the bench. So he made, he shot the ball. He made the shot. I'm assuming he made the shot. Cause he turned around to the kid and had his hand out. Like, give me my money. <laughs> I was like, this dude, it's a kid. The dude couldn't, kid, kid could have been more than six, seven years old. Uh, but that's, that's how dedicated he was to winning. And we know, you know, back in the day, we knew Jordan was, uh, you know, a competitive guy. We knew that, but to see it at this level, I would have never known and to see to watch the last dance and the things that he did to motivate himself to win. He took, he took uh, a, a situation where he lost to uh, Orlando magic. This is like as he came back from playing baseball, he lost to Orlando magic and Horace Grant was playing and, and Jordan made up a thing uh, that somebody told him, uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Orlando Magic. It was another guy, a nobody, and he he scored. End up scoring. There's nobody scored. I, I wish I could think of the boy's name, but he ended up scoring like 40 points. And Jordan didn't have a good game, and he came. He he said he, Jordan told a reporter or something on the way out that the guy said, "Good game, Mike," right? <laughs> and and he used that to fuel him the next time he played that dude. And so the next time he played that dude, that dude had like four points. I think Jordan had 49 and, and it was just things like that, that he done to motivate himself. And, uh, that's, that's some of the things that I've been taking away from the last dance. So I've been watching, uh, I want to bring my man, big less in the building. Welcome big less. Yo, yo, what's going on fellas? What's happening? What's going on, man? We got JT, Man. Donnie, and uh, Pastor Fight on the line with us. But uh, have you been watching The Last Dance? Yeah, I have. And I heard some of the things you was talking about. And there was one point that um, you had mentioned about when he was crying, you know, talking about when he got emotional, talking about the kind of, you know, about him and how he was when he was winning. Yeah. But I look at that totally different. Like, I look at him, the reason he did that, because maybe he didn't like the guy that he was and how he treated people. Mm. You know, that's that's what I kind of got from it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not so much he was compassionate about winning, but that those things were coming out about how he was treating people. And, um, you well, know, that, I, that kind yeah, of, I can I can see where you get that. I can see you get that, but... I I never seen him like be apologetic over it. It was just like so be it. That's you know if you didn't like the way, uh, 
now I think he he was sorry about some things that he done, especially when he got in the fight with Steve Kerr. When he put when he beat up Steve Kerr, and he was he was sorry about that. But um, then he was like, you know, that's that's just what happens, <laughs> you know. So so be it, you know. He made up with Steve Kerr, and and Steve Kerr even said that from that point on, Mike trusted him or or, or respected him after that because Steve Kerr stood up to him, and. You know, with, with with Steve Kerr standing up to him, he got punched in the face. <laughs> you know, but but Mike respected him after that. You know what I mean? He's like, look, here he is, right. this and, little dude. Yeah, he stood up to me. And Mike also, you know, he sucker punched Will Purdue. Yep. You know, yep. yeah, he yep. caught Will Purdue. But you know, that's just my take on it. And I and sometimes when sometimes when we are the people that we are, some of us don't know how to apologize. Yeah, you're right. And 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 Jordan, Jordan could have been like, in in that moment when he was doing it, he didn't care who he hurt or who yep. whatever. Absolutely. And he just did it. So, but but hopefully, like Muhammad Ali said, if you're still the same man you was 30 years ago, then you haven't grown. And maybe there's some growth in him when he looks back on it, and he didn't like that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that that's yeah. just you know that's kind of what I got out of it. But yeah. I could be wrong. You know, maybe yeah. he didn't care. I don't know, but I do what I got. Out of it. it could be and and Jordan throughout this whole uh, thing, he 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 had a drink beside him every time. I think Jordan drinks heavily. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look at his eyes. I know he's a heavy. About them yellow eyes. For sure. mm-hmm. <laughs> he drinks so heavy. There's a, price that, there's a price that comes with that. Yeah, you know, there's a guy. There was a post on Facebook, and I'll make this real quick. There was a post on Facebook, and, and the guy said that that to to be a winner and to get them championships, that Jordan had to be like that. There's nothing wrong with it, and there's no price at winning. But then I look at it totally differently because, yeah, we all are competitive, some far than others, <clears throat> but there's a place somewhere in the middle where you need to be humble. And I think they were talking about the mm. Gary Payton incident. And I and I think that's what separates like the only GOAT that I know, and I know y'all guys already know, the only GOAT that I know is Muhammad Ali. Mm. Because here's, here's a man who spoke he was great, but he was humble, but he cared about people. Right. And I think that should be the that to me in my life, that should be the standard of what a GOAT is. Mm. You know. So, you know, his face was known all over the planet. Sure. Um, I just, I mean, Jordan, best basketball player, of course, hands down, probably the best. One of the, he's in the top five. I, I hate to say who's the best because it's just so, it's just so wide range, you know. But right. Jordan is in the top five, and we waste all our time comparing Jordan and LeBron and all like that. Told me, that yeah. we missed out on how that we missed out on how great they really were. Yeah, you know Larry Bird, like Larry Bird and Magic. I was always a Magic guy. You know Magic. You know forget Bird, forget Bird. Sure. And then when he retired, and I really started to know more about basketball and appreciate basketball, I looked back at Larry Bird. I said, "Man, I missed how great he was mm. because I was so busy hating on him." Hating on him. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And some people do. Some people do that. And I mean, uh, me on the other hand, I can I can hate on somebody, and and, and I'm probably hating you because I see how good you are. <laughs> and I and I hate it. You know what I mean? 
Go ahead. I got Go ahead. a question for yeah, you. Yeah, we don't hate anybody unless they're great. Like, you can only – Larry Bird, Tom Brady, they earn that hate. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. – if you're a screw-up, you don't get it. Yeah. But um, let's inspire me for a quick question. And when we always talk about greatness and blah, 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 I got a two-sided question. Well, it's basically a two-part answer. A, out of all the great basketball players of all time, who would you want to team up? Who would you want to be your teammate? You get one great guy. Who would you want that to be? And the second part of that, if you're a GM and you got to start your team with any NBA player, who would that be? And I'll go first. As far as playing with, I want LeBron James. As far as if I'm the GM, I'm taking Wilt Chamberlain. So who would y'all go with? Go ahead, Big Les, since you inspired the question. If I'm playing with somebody, and I got some skills. Oh. I'm playing with magic. Oh. And if I'm a G, and if I'm a GM, and I'm starting a team, I'm starting with magic. My nice call. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. You definitely can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, JT, who's your who's your two? What's your who you starting with? Man, if I'm if I'm starting a team, it's definitely going to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And if oh. I'm a GM, I'm rocking with Bill Walton. Mm, okay. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you like to shock and all right uh, all the time, but this is a little bit ridiculous. You mean yeah, Bill Walton? You say Bill Walton or Bill Russell? He said Bill Walton. Bill Walton. Yeah. Yeah, so I know you like to shock and all, brother, but uh, we got to reevaluate this. You yeah, don't need that. Yeah, I can't. I can't go with that one. No, pass the fight. I've I've seen too many highlights of Dr. J Duncan on him. (laughs) I can't find any reason why that would be. Like I can think of six sitters immediately off the top of my head. I would rather have so. And even if power, you want to put him at the power forward, I can think of four or five of them. I'd rather have the Walt. No knock on Walt. Walt was excellent in college, and until he got hurt, had a good, pretty good pro career, but. Some of the greatest GMs of all time thought differently. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm. just from a GM perspective. I'm building my uh. team different. So I ain't going to go with the, the popular favorite. Yeah. I always think outside of the box. Outside the box. There you go, uh, okay. JT. I mean, you, I mean, if you were just looking for a white boy, you could have took Kevin McHale. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I ain't more, I don't want the knees, man. I want the knees. <laughs> Bad knees. Uh, Pastor Fight, who's your two? Well, if I'm if I'm playing, I want to stand on the court with Mike. Um, mm-hmm. That's just uh, that's just you know I grew up Michael Jordan fan, but I grew up a basketball fan as well. So if I'm a GM, I'm taking Bill Russell. I'm taking the mind that that did it in two different eras. I mean, he won in his era, and then when uh, Will came in the league, he beat him too. Uh, so you know. It's, it's that's what I'm taking, and if I can't take Bill, I'll probably take Hakeem the Dream. Mm. You know, uh, okay, because mm. you want to you want to build around. I'm a, I'm just a fan of the big man, so you want to you want to build around from the middle out, and uh, and that's how I would do it. Because yeah. shooters come hey, a dime a dozen, a big man you can get them every. Yeah. And yeah. see, and that, uh, before you answer, Big Woo, I, I, man, Big Woo, gentlemen, next week, next Sunday. I'm going to need about 30 minutes of your time because I agree that a big man is the, is the reason why you need to, what you should start with. But why on God's green earth or do we disrespect Wilt Chamberlain when it comes to big men? I'm going to give y'all I know. 10 reasons why. 
Wilt Chamberlain was by far the best big man of all time. If you're going to de- defensively, none of them guys are keen and none of the great as all of them other guys were. They didn't block shots like Wilt. They weren't athletic like Wilt. Man, anyway, yeah, we're going to have you to know, have You know why? Okay, down his top 10. You know, why, you know why they don't, you know why Wilt Chamberlain's name is not mentioned? What's that? Because this, because this generation never seen him play. That's just that, 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 it. Yeah, there's no footage of how great or they play on right. backboards. Right. Well, <laughs> well, no. I watch the Chamberlain games all the time. Now, granted, they're the older ones. Like when Wilt himself was older, you know, you'll catch him on the Lakers as opposed to back when he played for the Warriors. But no, I watch those games. But you can catch the right now. You can go catch the 1972 NBA All Star game. Now he was an older Wilt at that point. But watch this man. And then not only that, Google like like Shaq said, Google me. Yo, Wilt Chamberlain, the athleticism that he showed. Could you imagine somebody with Shaq's strength, but Derrick Rose's speed and Michael Jordan hops, like, in a seven-foot-one body? Like, are you kidding me? Like, you, y'all don't realize how special of an athlete that man was. And those numbers were not fluke. Imagine if we reduced the NBA in, in any anybody's era. Now, back when Jordan and them played, whoever, if you reduced it down to nine teams, Meaning Hakeem, Kareem, Shaq, and all of them had to go against each other seven, eight times a year, and you were still the best. The, best. And the competition was better. He played against yeah. all the things. Oh, he was the only person tall back in the day. No, those people he played against were certified Hall of Famers and were the best of the best of the best. So you, he you know who shut down Will, don't you? You know who you know who, who shut that? down Will, don't you? Who was that? Russell. No, you, uh, listen, Russell will tell you himself. Out of, uh, let's trust me, bro. I'm a student of all of them older guys. Russell will tell you himself he picked a player to to attack Will. But other than that, he knew Will was going to go off for 40. His thing was just whenever we needed a crucial stop, I got to work extra hard and I can't. He, Will, he even said it. I had to play him seven, eight times a year, and I couldn't play him the same way two games in a row because mm. he would dominate. Like, he, Russell didn't, contrary to popular belief, Russell didn't shut down Will. Russell's teams were just better, and Russell mm-hmm. used to, obviously found a way to win. But one on one, look like like you said, Google him. Look at Wilt's numbers against Russell one on one. It's probably I know no lie. He probably averages thirty five and twenty five against that man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's, For crazy. Real. That's crazy. And Bill Russell's known as one of the greatest defenders of all time. And he put but up thirty games. Shaq couldn't dominate a Ben Wallace or anybody like that. And not to mention, we talk about a guy that was Shaq size that played 48 minutes a game. Nowadays, we get even our, even our wing guys, you're lucky if you get 36 minutes a game out of them guys. Like, everything Wilt did was, was astronomical. It seems so unreal. And it gets disrespected because it seems like, oh, he – he did it so well that you it made you think you didn't play against anybody. Right. No, right. he played Donnie, against all of them. It's all pros and dominated. Good, JT. My answer to you next Sunday will be Dennis Rodman, and I will answer as to why he was shut down. Will mm. 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 Oh my God, bro! bro he's seven. <laughs> he five. This is seven inches yeah. No knock on him, bro. Dennis yeah, Rodman. Rodman's only. Rodman's only six eight, and Will was That's seven something. Yeah, yeah, so that would that would have been a difficult matchup. Like, well, listen, Rodman is one of the greatest defenders ever. This man spent his early years shutting down people like Magic, Pippen, and Jordan. And then his later years at the power forward, shutting down people like Carl Malone and, 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 and Shaq and them. But he could not get my block. He would get roasted, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Uh, well, my picks would be, uh, of course, I'm going I'm to I'm pick Jordan and LeBron. I, I'm, I'm going to start my team around Jordan. I'm going to have LeBron as my teammate, and uh, we're going to do work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the Scotty Pippen of the team. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Me, Scotty Pippen, and LeBron. I mean, Jordan, Scotty hey, Pippen, and LeBron. We work. Here's something to think about since you talked about since you want to bring up Robin in a Batman Robin situation. Someone, <laughs> yeah, someone brought up this this thing about um about okay, yeah, it was about Jordan. My point was, I said, you know, realistically, how many rings would did did Jordan win without Pippen? And so my other point was Tim Duncan did not win without Robinson or Parker and so on and so forth. But I said, here's something that no one realizes. Patrick Ewing had great numbers, mm-hmm. but he never, he never had a Robin. Look mm-hmm. at the teams he was on and look at Reggie yeah. Miller. Reggie Miller never had a Robin. So if you take the teams that they had, it speaks volume of how good Patrick Ewing and Reggie Miller was to compete in the era that they did and still make it to an NBA Finals playing against other teams yeah. that had a Batman and Robin. Yeah. yeah. That's, that speaks volumes to me. Absolutely. JT, you got an over and under for us real quick? We got in time for one. Yeah. Is it over? Is it under? It's time for... Hey, JT, man. I'm tired of you and your shock and awe. You're about to give me a headache, man. <laughs> That's too much overload for one day. Hold tight, hold tight. Over, under. Over, under. Over, under. Over, under. Over, under. All right, brother, man. What you got for us, JT? All right, man. NBA talking, sticking with the theme. I was doing some research this week, and I was thinking to myself, more clutch shooters on the team. You got John Paxson and Steve Kerr clutch against Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson. Who do you take with three seconds left on the clock? Oh, my goodness. I mean. Man, give me the Flash Brothers all day of the week. <laughs> now, John, those two hit some clutch shots in big moments. And they were definitely known as shooters. And, and Steve Kerr, in particular, um, led the league in, in, in three-point percentage, I think, four seasons, if I'm not mistaken. So he's definitely a certified shooter. But Steve, even though he can't shoot with the Splash Brothers, they've done it on an unprecedented level. Now, granted, they've had a green light like no other shooter in history, like Reggie Miller, Ray yeah. Allen. None of those guys had the same green light that the Splash Brothers got. But they got that green light for a reason. You, that, those are the two most soaking wet jumpers in NBA history. So I'm going with the Splash Brothers. Mm, okay. Big Les? Hi. Well, I kind of want to go with John Paxton, only because he's from Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> and, and, you know, when I used to go to him and his brother's camp, Jim Paxton used to play for the Celtics and, I knew that. Um, yeah. Huh? yeah, man. They from Dayton, man. And, you know, grew up watching. Uh, but, you know, but your eyes don't lie, man. And I, I, I've i never seen, um, as much as I don't want to roll with this, I I haven't seen no one shoot the basketball like Curry and uh, Thompson. You yeah. know, even though Cleveland did shut them down, you know what I'm saying? We, they, they shut them down. So, mm-hmm. but I got to go with the realistics and go with Curry and Thompson. Pass the fight. Who you taking? 
But you got to take Curry and Thompson. They the they the main two on the court. I mean, when you look at Paxson and Curry, they were they were supporting actors to Scotty and Mike. So yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't think it's comparable. If 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 Paxson and Kerr had the same spotlight and green light that that Clay and Steph had, then I, I think this would be a different question. But at the end of the day, when Mike and Scotty get to shoot the ball before <laughs> Paxton and Kerr, then on a regular basis in the eighty two game season, then it's it's not comparable. I'm going at this from a different angle, and I'm going to say um, Paxson and Kerr because he asked one shot left down, you know, this, 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 the money shot. I mean, would Steph, if, if, if Steph and Clay didn't have the green light to be in a rhythm to shoot as much as they did, could they on a spot, you know, if Mike throw you the ball, if the game is on the line for the championship game. This is not just for a game to win. It's the championship game, and they throw you the ball. You ain't been shooting nothing all day. You ain't had the ball. You barely – you just run around being a decoy. And would Steph or Clay be able to, in that position, without any, you know, rhythm yeah. going, would they be able to do it? I don't know. I ain't never really seen them do it like that. So I'm going with the clutch. I'm going with I'm going with uh, Paxson and Kerr. I'm going with Paxson and Kerr on that one. But thank hey, you, Wu. yeah, man. Before we leave, uh, I'm glad you're the one that caught clutch and cold coming out the gate because that go. was the key to that question. Also, Donnie, next week I'm going to explain to you why Bill Cartwright was better than Will Chamberlain. I'm coming with that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, since you probably, I don't know, maybe Donnie, but one of y'all, I know y'all are a lot closer than me. Man, please go by and do a well check on that brother at his house, man. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to, man. He's got the fever, bro. He's he got the road up, man. He's he going to stir crazy with no sports. He can have all them other, all that other junk he's talking. But when he said Magic and Mark Jackson, come on, man! I'm a, hey, hey, I want to, I want to dispute that one all by myself. I like the Lakers, but I love Magic. Yeah, uh, uh, fellas, once again, I appreciate y'all hanging out with me, man. Here on Off Topic Sports, Big Woo Radio, definitely appreciate you, man. Uh, make sure y'all check us out Tuesday. 7 p.m. for the Bruliana show with the poet of goddess Niana Renee and JB Mr. 299. Parental discretion is advised. And we'll be back here Friday uh, for the Florida Poetry Show with Nima Shining Star L, JT, and myself to give y'all a little black and effects and black history, education, and of course some poetry for my girl Nima Shining Star L. Uh, so that's it, man. Uh, again, appreciate everybody listening live on BigWoodRadio.com and everybody download the Big Wood Radio app and search us out on their podcast app on the iPhone, man. So uh, thanks again. Uh, enjoy your Sunday. Be safe. God bless. Uh, on behalf of my man, James J.T. Thompson, Adonis, Donovan, Donnie Martin, JB, Mr. 299, Nima, Shining Star L, the Poetic Goddess, Nayana Renee, Big Les, Lil Bucky. That's the fight. All about us radio. I'm Big Woo Radio. I'm Big Woo. This is Big Woo Radio. Peace. God bless. We out.
I fall back in order to avoid contamination. The game is full of garbage, nothing about it that's motivate. I listen to your bars, I'm disappointed in y'all. Thought y'all was working, can't believe what I walked in on. When I came through that door, folks said it at 94. Told my brother, everybody know that man got flow. He'll force to be reckoned with. The beats is dated, but they raise a sharp flow. But league it decapitated, you debated if you had a different You're opinion. You're listening to like, Big Willie Radio.